Are you hungry but only have 30 minutes to meal prep? Then download my new e-cookbook, What's a Meal Prep, at SuccessFitnessStore.com. You will get three step-by-step written and visual recipes for one high-protein meal that's under 600 calories. I'll help you cook fresh salmon, steamed fresh broccoli, and quinoa in under 30 minutes to help you stay on track of your fitness goals. So go to SuccessFitnessStore.com to download your copy today. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about helping improve our relationship with nutrition and exercise to achieve success in our fitness journey. And our special guest today, Taylor Brainham, will help us do just that by sharing her story of how she unlearned years of bad eating habits, overcoming the lack of self-worth, and from being kicked off a roller coaster ride for being too big to lose 120 pounds. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Taylor Brainham to the podcast. How you doing, Taylor? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. So you are in or from Fresno, California, right? Yes. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool. So what's the weather out there like that today? It's starting to cool down. Last week, it was pretty hot. It was around like 111. And now it's like going back into like the 70s and like 80s. So it's feeling nice today. Yeah. I got you. Is it normally um, like this during this time of the year? Because you hear yeah. so much on the news about, you know, how hot it is, a heat wave. Yeah. And I just wanted to, no. to ask you, is it is, is this normal? You know, I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, this year, it was really, really hot. And my air conditioning went out. That's oh, how no. hot it was. So I think for a whole month, I was out of air conditioning. So I was like sleeping in the living room with all the animals and this tiny little air conditioner. And it was brutal, like very much brutal. There were people sitting outside underneath the misters trying to stay cool. But um, now it's back to normal. People are starting to bring the sweaters out and it feels a little bit breezy today. So it's nice. I got you. Okay, cool beans, cool beans. So hopping right into it, you went from 291 to 165 and 18 months, right? So that's a total of 120 pounds. Can you tell us a little bit more about where you were at right at 291 to clicking? So or something clicking in your in your mind, you're saying, okay, I got to get this weight off. What was that like? I, yeah. So by the time I had like gotten on the scale and I saw like 291, I, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm almost about to be 300 pounds. Like I really had truly wanted for myself to not be overweight in my twenties. Cause you know, in my teen years, I had always struggled with my weight. I, I think I started struggling with my weight around 10 or 11 years old. And I was bullied terribly in middle school and high school for my weight. And so my kind of self-worth was like really, really low, super insecure. And I always told myself, man, I don't want to be overweight in my twenties. Like I really want to get my life together, but it just something that like never happened. I think I just got so caught up in going to school and working at the same time and really didn't make the right choices to like stick to losing weight. Like I never, I made a lot of excuses for why I couldn't do certain things or, and because I think of being insecure, I was too afraid to reach out for help or to like, um, seek that, that journey. So I think I was what, 26 at the time. Um, I had dipped my toe into losing weight and like, you know, calorie counted and maybe lost like 40 pounds. And then I gained right back because I thought, oh, I lost a little bit of weight, went right back to bad eating habits. And then, you know, here I was back to being heavier again, you know, the 50 pounds or 40 pounds jumped right back on. And so I remember it was around my birthday one year and my friend and um, my sister and I wanted to go to great America and we were waiting in line got on the roller coaster and everything was fine. Like I was just sitting there waiting for the ride to start. And I realized it was kind of like taking a long time. 
So after a while, I was sitting there and two of the attendants from, you know, Great America walk up and they say very like, you know, like without any emotion, really, they're like, you need to get off the ride because you're too big. You're you, you can't start the ride. So you need to get off. And I first was like, what? Like, you're talking to me. Like, I didn't even I didn't register that I was the reason because then at that mm -hmm. point in time, I knew I was big that I didn't think that I was that big. I didn't mm -hmm. think I would stop a whole roller coaster ride. Right. And how tall are you? Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, you're talking to me. And then I kind of got angry. My reaction was to get defensive and be right. like, right. Hey, like, I mean, that's that's natural. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Big people. And so I started right. popping off on this girl, get up, me and my sister, and my my best friend get up and we're walking off. And then immediately I go into tears because that's the most humiliating thing a, a young woman could ever want to feel is that right. you're getting off a roller coaster in front of a huge line of right, people. Right, right, right. How many people were waiting in that line? Right. So it ruined the whole trip for me and it ruined like everything. And I didn't want to get on any rides. And I just kind of thought to myself that entire trip, like, this is it. Like, I'm done. Like, this is the last time I ever let my weight stop me in my life because my weight had always controlled and dictated everything I do from how athletic I could be to what I could wear, where I could shop, who I could talk to, who wanted to talk to me. And I think it was, that was my breaking point. I was like, this is never, ever going to happen to me ever again. And as soon as I went home, I signed up for a gym membership at Planet Fitness. I started calorie counting. I threw everything in my house away that was bad. Like I literally went like full throttle in my, in my life because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to continue to go into my twenties, into my thirties, being overweight and like hating myself and like right. not living my life. So that was my breaking point. That was what really like kickstarted me into like chasing a better lifestyle. And I literally never stopped after that. I got you. I got you. Now, how tall are you? I'm five, nine. Okay. So two ninety at five, nine, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I like to give context with height because we are slaves to numbers and we can just see a number. It's like, Oh, somebody weighs this amount, but you know, it's different proportion wise mm -hmm. based off of height. And that's, you know, important for people who are, you know, kind of looking at social media or TV and, you know, this person is X amount of pounds or X amount of pounds, but you have to take into consideration height, you know, on from, from both aspects, you know what I mean? Um, so that's why I asked that now. Uh, Absolutely. You're going, you know, you, you had the roller coaster, you know, incident. So when you got your membership at, at Planet Fitness, what were some of the first things that you did there? Um, probably just stuck to the treadmill the whole time. I, gotcha. I, I was like, okay, let me just make sure I'm all covered up. Like I was terrified to go to Planet Fitness. Like I immediately thought like, this is not my element. I do not know what I'm doing here, but I got, got some hoodies, you know, got my leggings, got my headphones, set myself up with my water bottle, got my gym membership. And I would go like really late at night or like early in the morning when nobody was really there. And I would stick to the treadmill and I would do 30, 45 an hour. And then I'd maybe, you know, go and do a couple machines that looked like they were easy. But at first it was a slow crawl. Like at first it was like, let me just acclimate myself to what even this is because you know I think I was so I had already told myself like this is not for me and I don't belong here that I that I completely like didn't think I even would could do anything like I couldn't do the stair climber I can't do that I can't squat like any none of that was like even possible to me at first it was simply just like let me do cardio and let me just do these machines and like just lose weight it was never really like you know how do I composition my body or anything like that so in the beginning yeah it was very much that basic, you know, intro. And then I was only eating like 1200, 1400 calories. Like I was starving gotcha. myself essentially. I got you. So you just went and said, you know, I'm just going to cut 
everything you like Googled and said, how do you lose weight? And then I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you on Google. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So prior to this 1200 pound new diet, almost 1200 pound, 1200 <laughs> calorie, this 1200 calorie uh, yeah. new diet plan that you started, what were some of your, um, I guess, eating habits that you mentioned that you had to break that you had established prior to this 1200 calorie um, new diet? So what were, you know, some of the things that far as food wise that you were eating prior? Um, I, I mean, anything I wanted, because I was also a very emotional eater. So like, if gotcha. I was upset, I think my go-to has always been sugary things. Like okay. I'm a very sweets person. So it was like, even first thing in the morning, like I want a pastry or I want like a frappuccino or whatever, you know what I mean? Something very sweet and sugary that would, those are my go-tos. And then, you know, like portion sizing, like I would literally eat until my stomach hurt sometimes because I was so anxious or I was so upset or like whatever the case may be. Um, so it was just like, I had no understanding of healthy eating when I first started, I grew up in a household that didn't really like prioritize nutrition or even talk about, you know, healthy eating. I grew up half Cuban and half white. So I lived with my mom and my grandma cooked a lot of Cuban food, but my mom didn't, you know, really cook a lot. And she had a lot of like her own body image issues and eating, eating disorders. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of like slim fast and Atkins and nutrition my house and there was a lot of when it wasn't that it was a lot of coca-cola and mcdonald's and sugary cereals and like you know so i didn't have a healthy balance of eating to grow up on regardless when i went to my dad's you know my dad's was a little bit more structured but being a kid bouncing back and forth and like you know living majority with my mom i developed a lot of those eating habits so like i loved right. soda and like i loved sweets and the one thing that i could not cut into my um diet was Sprite. Like I literally could not stop drinking Sprite. And I knew that when I had first lost like the hundred pounds that I had to cut it out in order to lose more, but I literally could not relinquish that control. So I would, every time I wanted to drink a Sprite, I would go and buy like LaCroix or something like that and drink it completely be disgusted by it. And that, but it would right. satisfy that craving I had to like drink mm -hmm. soda. Yeah. And then over time I, I cut my soda habit. So, okay. so now I don't even want Sprite. I never, I don't drink Sprite at all anymore, but it was something like in the beginning that was really like, Oh God, I can't give this up. Like I, I need this so bad. So yeah. So I had a lot of different like things that I was drawn to that I've now looking back on, I don't, I don't have those problems anymore. And how challenging is that? Um, what I mean is like these childhood uh, eating habits, right? To break out of them. And then it's like, first you have to, you know, recognize, all right, you know, why am I doing this? And whatever this is, you have to unpack that. How tough was that? Just first identifying what that is and then okay, let me unpack this. And okay, this is how I make these adjustments. Because, you know, we see and hear so many, uh, you know, weight loss stories, or even some people may look at heavier people and think that, oh, okay, you know, you're just being lazy, because you don't want to stop eating or whatever. I mean, to an extent is is very arguable. But mm -hmm. when there's, there are things that you are rooted in, um, far as for child from childhood, and like how you're saying, you know, you're going from, you know, house to house and different, you know, there's different things, you know, maybe dad let you drink all the soda and, you know, maybe mom didn't. And now it's a conflict or, you know, who's trying to be, you know, the better parent in the two, you know, just from, you know, letting their baby girl have whatever they want yeah. and developing, and, you know, developing from there. I know it's a long question, but explain just that struggle and having to overcome that. 
Yeah, no, that you hit that on like nail on the head. Like literally, I think acknowledging, I think the hardest part was acknowledging that like at first you kind of shame yourself. You blame yourself in the beginning and like people may think like, oh yeah, it is because you're lazy. You're like, you know, I am making excuses or like, you know, I if I just wanted to eat healthy, I could, you know, but it's not, it's not that easy. It's not like an easy choice to make. I it was a lot of acknowledging like the way that I was raised and like acknowledging kind of like that spotlight that my mom, what my mom had, you know, shown me. My mom, like, you know, I love her to death, but was also kind of contributed to a lot of body shaming when I was younger, like telling me different things about my body that didn't necessarily help my self-image so growing up like with the eating disorders and everything like that and then like you know looking back on the things that were said to me and the way that I was looking at myself through my journey like it was it was almost like reliving the trauma again and it was really really hard and I had to constantly fight the urge to like want to binge or like want to like you know cut like uh cut from my diet and go and eat something bad, like constantly wanted fast food. But I always had to remind myself like what my why was. I was constantly telling myself, what is the why? Like, what are you doing this for? And and it was for like, for me to live my life. Like I wanted to break those curses. I really wanted to, to like be the first one in my family to finally focus on their health and wellness and create a like healthier legacy for my family. And like, it's a lot of heavy work to do that, but it's once you work through it, I think you develop such a healthier relationship with health and fitness because then it doesn't become so much about like what you look like. And it becomes more about like everything else that you've achieved and how it's like translating to everything else in your life, like finding the gym and like eating healthier. That didn't just help me lose weight and like be a better, like healthier person that helped me like start healing my family and be more confident to like seek other opportunities and like do more things for them. And like, I truly, believe like if I hadn't gone on this route that I wouldn't have become healthier in like every other aspect and been able to help my family the way I have now so it's been heavy but it's been worth every single hard day that I had to go through I got you so with all of these emotions and you know things that you have to unpack and you're walking to walking into the gym did these things fuel you and if so what was how can I say it it's kind of like that trigger that said, you know what? Okay, I'm jogging today. I'm going from, let's say, throwing out a wild number in the beginning, like level 3.5, speed 3.5 on the treadmill. For some, you know, for some people, it's a you know a light trot. What what was that one thing that was in your head and you said, you know what? I'm going to, let's say, 4.5 or 5.0 as far as for the speed. What was that that one trigger thing that just kept you going? Because we all have something that keeps us going to the gym, you know, and, you know, childhood, you know, upbringing and the uh, desire to want to be more, do more, like you said, to be able to provide more for your family. What was that, you know, that, that gasoline to the fire, per se, for you? I think because it reminded me, like when I first started going to the gym and walking, running on the treadmill, I would remember what it was like in middle school to run the mile. And I was always the one in the back 16 17 18 minute 20 minute mile that was me that was me yes yes and you you would try in the beginning yeah yeah give me about two laps and i'm just walking i'm like whatever (laughs) and i wouldn't i would remember that while i was on the treadmill and so it started off as me like walking to like walking faster to running and i remember me wanting to beat that mile time so bad even as an adult it like makes me laugh to think about how bad i was like i'm gonna beat that mile and so i remember getting you know i did it for the first time and i was like at 20 22 and i was like oh god that's gonna be a long long 
long running journey, but I just kept doing it. And uh, man, at first it messed up my knees because being 290 pounds, you're trying to run on a treadmill. Right, right, right. That's a lot. It's kind of depressing because it's like, here I am trying to lose weight or, and you know, what you know at that time is basically like probably like one it's like run 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 yeah. run you know you're probably not even thinking about uh, maybe the bike or the elliptical but it's like man here I go trying and now it's pain you know pain yeah. in my in pain in my knees what and like you said you kept that in your head to help you go forward so how did uh you know that that knee pain or you know those type of aches keep pushing you forward it would throw me off for a little bit. I remember mm-hmm. even pulling a muscle one time and Ooh. having to get out of the gym for a month and oh, wow. feeling so defeated, like, oh my God, my journey is going to stop. I'm going to gain all my weight back and like having a real crisis because I was so going so hard that I didn't care about stretching. I didn't care about recovery. It was just like, let me go every single day. You know, like you go really, really hard sometimes when you're like, you know, have that fire sparked in you, but sometimes it can backfire if you're not, you know, also taking into account, like, I didn't think about what rest was and recovery. Right, right, right. It's just just go just full bore. Right. Yeah. And I think back then when I started my journey around 2016, fitness wasn't trending for women the way it is now. It wasn't as like mainstream as it was. So I never True. saw myself represented in the gym or like True. there was like versions of me that I had examples of. So showing up as my own representation as like a big girl, a heavy girl, like that had no experience in the gym and like trying to learn all these things was so daunting and intimidating. But I think that's also kind of what there was like this feeling of like, I'm going to show everybody, like everybody knew me as this girl, well, I'm going to show everybody who I am now. And it was like this real like I just knew in my in my I just knew in my soul that I was that I was meant to be somebody different. Like I just knew that I wasn't who I really was. And it almost makes me emotional to think about it. Like I just growing up, I always felt like I had a purpose and that they're like looking at myself in the mirror. I'm just like, this is not me. This is not. I tried to be body positive in myself. And I love that culture. I think that's a very important culture, like being po- loving yourself as you are. But I think it also like has a lot to do with like your health and and how you feel about yourself and the relationship with yourself and where I was, I was just not, it was not a good place. And so going through this journey and then trying to beat that mile time and trying to like, you know, push myself with that, I'm going to show them, but also show myself that like, you know, this girl that was never athletic, could not do anything sporty whatsoever in her life that was unlearning all of these like horrible, like basically starting at square one, um, that she could do it and that I could show other girls like me that they could do it. Cause I had friends that were struggling with the same thing. Like that just drove me. And I re- will never forget the day that I ran a mile and I hit seven minutes and 30 seconds on the treadmill. And oh, I, 7 30. goodness gracious. I was like, <laughs> I ran for my life that day. Yeah, uh-huh. this, this feeling of like, I did it and it didn't, and I didn't need to. Uh, when you hit your, your goal, your seven minute and 30 something, 36 seconds, right? 30 seconds. It was like 7.30. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 7.30. Yeah, exactly. like 7.30 in the morning. Got you. Got you. Uh, were you listening to any music or are you uh, like a TV watcher when you are doing your cardio? No, I definitely was probably listening to some music, but now that I think about it, I don't remember what I was listening to. I listened to a lot of like Drake, um, a lot of uh, Joyner Lucas, a lot of like, uh, I'm trying to think of now what I, what I was listening to back then. A lot of hip hop, a lot of rap, a lot of that like intense, like, you know, Lil Wayne, stuff like that. So um, definitely like the things that like, oh, almost like spark some deep emotion in you because like to push me through those workouts, like on the days that I didn't want to show up, 
I had to pull everything I could out of me to, to show up, but it was always me just telling myself, you know, why, what was your, why, why are you doing this? And, you know, knowing that even on the days that it was really, really hard, that it was making a difference. Even when I felt like it wasn't going to make a difference, like, why am I here? Cause I felt like that a lot. Um, why am I doing this? You know, like you feel like, because nothing's happening quick enough. You're just constantly, right. like, why am I doing this? Scale's not moving. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And, and I constantly had to be like, because of this reason, because of that, because you need to get here, you need to do this. And once I started seeing 291, go to 280 to 275 to see, I was like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm actually doing this. And so mm -hmm. I, I was kind of like scared almost because I'm like, can I keep this off? Can I keep doing gotcha, this? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so you're constantly in this like emotional roller coaster on a weight loss journey. Cause you don't know if it's going to stay. You don't know, like, you know, if you're doing it right. And I think one of the hardest things too, was watching myself get loose skin and watching my body not change the way that I thought it was going to change. Like, I gotcha. That's one you. of the hard one of the harder things was you know being a big girl you kind of envision what your results will look like and when mm -hmm. they don't turn out that way it's kind of like damn well why did I do this like, why right, did I right right you know? right 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 yeah. and you bring up a good point something I totally forgot about when you are you know losing those you know first five pounds those first ten pounds those first fifteen pounds that nervousness I haven't I haven't had anybody talk about that. Uh, until you did. And I'm like, you know what? She's, she's right. It's that nervousness of exactly what you just said. It's like, okay, can I keep it up? Can I, you know, what if it comes back and it's everything, you know, all at once. So now it's almost like you're operating out of fear mm -hmm. now, you know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, I got to get so far away from it that if I do gain something back, it won't be that bad. And it's like every five pounds, you keep feeling that you know, over and over and over again. Um, so with that being said, what was that feeling like when you, let's say, lost the first 25? Let's go 25 pounds. What was it like losing that first 25 pounds? Man, I feel like I was like on top of the world, even though I didn't really like see it. It was like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I'm farther away from that 300. Like I'm far, I'm closer to 250. Like, right, right. I didn't try to like think about like, because my goal was 145. Back then it was like, I'm going to be 145. And now I thinking, gotcha. like, oh my gosh, girl, like that's crazy. Right. You know, that's really thin for 5'9. But like, you know, we'll just go with it. But I told myself, no, like do small goals because the smaller the goal, the, the more accomplished you're probably going to feel. So I really tried to coach my myself through it because it was, I didn't have a big support system at the time. My family was all, you know, they didn't work out. They don't eat healthy, you know, and I didn't have a lot of friends that I didn't have any friends that went to the gym or ate healthy either. So it was like, I was really doing this on my own and very isolated. And it was kind of hard not to have like, you know, anyone to talk to about it or like, you know, have somebody to share that with. Um, but I remember like feeling my pants getting bigger and I remember feeling my shirts getting bigger. And I remember like noticing little things and I was just like, okay, I want to, I, you know, just keep doing this. So it was like, I think it was the nervousness, but also like, you know, that, that little bit of progress that was like, okay, like, you know, just keep going. Don't, don't give up. Just keep going. That was like a lot of the motivation was seeing that scale kind of like drop down, but also seeing it maybe go up a couple pounds and being like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm not making progress anymore. And then kind of going to extremes almost to keep that progress, you know, like not eating enough or like not, you know, working out for three hours at the gym, doing too much cardio. Like there were a lot of times where I felt it creeping where I was doing too much then to try and keep it going down down definitely built an unhealthy relationship with cardio. I got you. I got you. Now we mentioned a lot and we're talking a lot about, um, you know, gym and, and working out, which is very essential, not negating that go into your nutrition, your diet, when 
even starting, you know, when you first started losing the weight, what were, um, you know, what was your diet like? We'll just leave it like that and you can take it from there. So I think, so at the time when I first started losing weight, I worked at Barnes and Noble and they had a little Starbucks cafe in that area. And every single day I was in there buying like a, a drink, a sugary drink and a pastry. So like having to go to work every day and smell it and like, know it was there and cut myself off was the hardest thing ever. I started having to like make I started focusing on like, okay, what does a healthy breakfast look like? And so I would start off with like eggs and toast or like eggs and oatmeal and just keep it really light. Everything was really small portioned and everything like that until I learned how to like track protein. And then my lunch and dinner was always the same. It was very, very bland, very chicken, rice, and broccoli, very like salmon, like, but it, it, I had to teach myself how to like eat those things because that's not what I grew up eating. It wasn't, I didn't get these structured meals. We didn't never really ate vegetables like that. We never ate fruit like that. So I had to literally show myself like, okay, what should you be eating? What vegetables should you have? And I made everything really simple on myself. I bought everything frozen, like frozen vegetables and like ready to microwave rice and stuff like that because I knew that I worked so much and I knew that I would make excuses to get fast food. So I, I knew if I had things that were less than five minutes to make, I couldn't make the excuse to go out and eat food. So I would go home and just meal prep all these things. And so at first it was really hard because I was really deprived. Like I got really sick of that really quick, but I kind of just almost like forced myself a little bit to stick to the chicken, rice and broccoli, egg whites, oatmeal, all that stuff. And then when I started to realized that I needed to eat more protein. That's when I started to like focus on, okay, let me change these up and eat more. And so then it was like protein shakes. And then it was like, okay, let me try cooking this chicken a little differently. And then I reintroduced red meat and those kinds of things back into my life because I realized not everything was bad. And so it was like a slow trickle from literally fast food and sugary pastries and like, you know, whatever else crap I wanted. Taco Bell was one of my favorite things ever. Chipotle to literally cooking everything at home and learning how to make meals and learning what vegetables and fruits I should eat and what I didn't like, like bananas are something that I tried to eat for a really long time. And I did mm -hmm. good on my stomach. They don't work for I me. Gotcha. So it was like having to navigate all of these things and learn what worked and what didn't. And after I saw that the food was the biggest difference in my life with like eating the way I was eating was helping me lose the weight. Then that that's what kept me going. No matter how much I didn't like it, I would just right. eat it's like that. everything clicked for you yes. at that point in time when you yeah. mentioned uh protein the need for it what what was that moment and what was what were your um i guess your macro goal uh for the time with with protein so after the 18 months i i was really happy that I lost the weight, but I was so like, I had no muscle definition in my body okay. and like not very much muscle mass. So like, even though I lost a bunch of weight, I had realized like I was not toned and I wasn't tight and I had a lot of loose skin and it made me feel super insecure. So I'm, I reached out to a trainer at planet fitness and I said, look, like, I really need your help. Like, what do I do to help me get more muscle on my body? Cause I don't have a butt and I don't have, you know, big quads and that's, why I want to look like her and da, 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 da. And she was like, well, first of all, I see you in here every day and you're always on that damn treadmill. I need you to get off that treadmill and start lifting weights and eating more protein. And I was like, mm. what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. Right, what protein right, is. Right, right. And so then she was like, well you know how many calories you eat and I told her and she was like what are you talking about like you are tall like you need to be eating more and so she kind of like pushed me into like you need to look up what protein and macros are go home and gotcha. look that she took gotcha. me to the machine showed me how to use the smith machine and so that night I went home and I was like 
oh, like <laughs> I, I started to realize like, oh shit, I've been doing this wrong. Like right, I was right. doing this the right way. And so I almost kind of broke down at that point because I felt defeated. I literally felt like you're telling me I lost all this weight and now I don't look how I want to. And now I have to do this all over again and build muscle. Like I almost felt like somebody played a joke on me and I was right. so Right, I got and you. I was so hurt and I really got depressed for a while and I kind of st- I kind of stopped on my journey and I got really down because I was like I'm just never gonna get to where I want to be sorry it's making me emotional and um oh gosh I didn't think that it's was all good me. it's all good and I, I I totally get that because one time when uh, I had initially you know lost my my weight I went to go play basketball with my cousin now during the time when I was uh losing weight uh, I, I worked out, you know, I knew to work out, didn't know anything about macros per, per se. I was just, you know, working out hour cardio, hour weights, wasn't thinking protein at all. Kind of like you, you know, it was just like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm not hungry and I'm not running to Burger King at 12 AM to buy two cheeseburgers and two whoppers or whatever. <laughs> and I can just remember just him just moving me just crazy. You know, I just felt like a stick, you know, it was like literally like a mouse in the house. And I did a podcast about that a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> but I, I totally get it. Cause you're like, okay, what did I do all this for? Here I am. I lost exactly. all this weight. I'm thinking that I'm going to be strong. And in my case, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't that, you know, it, it wasn't that. Then I realized I'm like, okay, you need to train your body differently, but at least you got the weight off. So even when you talked about um, those first five pounds, that, that nervousness about when you lose the five pounds, it's like, am I doing this right? You know, now it almost is like, that was almost like a premonition to an extent, you know, cause you got to your goal and then it's like, man, I felt this at, you know, when I lost my first 10 pounds, but now it's just totally different. So this trainer's telling me to eat more. And it's like, okay, if I eat more, then I'm going to gain more pounds. And then I got to work out. Now it's a whole other different thing or a, the, the version of working out, you know, you have been working out. What you knew was, you know, you know, maybe a stair climber, you know, bike or, you know, treadmill. That was, that was that. Now it's okay. I got to lift this heavy weight. Okay. How do I do that? You know, how does how does this feel you know how does how does how does that feel so you went from this trainer suggesting you know increasing your protein hitting the weight to you becoming a personal trainer so tell me how this two-part question one what did you feel when you got to your weight loss goal of 120 pounds to then becoming a personal trainer it feels very surreal. Honestly, I have to say, like, I still kind of wake up and I'm like, this is what I do now. Because I mean, truly I lived 26 years, like as a, as a heavier girl, like I was tormented as a child for being heavier. And then growing up, like, you know, people always said, Oh, you have such a pretty face. If you just would lose weight, you know? So I grew up with this whole other identity. And then when I lost the weight, I mean, I'll never forget the day I went back to Barnes and Noble and I walked up to the customer service desk and a friend of mine was standing there and I said, Hey, Desiree, what's up? And she looked at me with this face, like she had no idea who I was. And I was like, it's Taylor. And like the genuine shock on her face when she saw me was just like, what, like, who are, who is this person? And it was the first time that it clicked to me that people had, did not see the same person that I saw in the mirror. So that was the first step that I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I did something here, right? Like I, you know, even cause to me, I was being so hard on myself about like not having this like perfect physique that I wanted when I lost weight that I completely discredited all the work I had done. So 
you know, I, I started doing the work, right. To figure out, okay, what's the right way to do this now? Like, how do I actually do this? Right. And I started an Instagram page where I just kind of like shared my journey at that point, my before and after is like what I was doing now, how I was lifting weights. And, um, I kind of just over time teaching myself and posting that stuff online. I had girls following me, asking me, Hey, can you help me lose weight? Like, can you help me do this? And I was like, I don't know the right way to do this clearly. Like I lost the weight, but like, I am no way. It's hard to explain and your journey didn't mean to cut you off, but it's similar to what happened to me in that same regards. And it's like, you know, I lost the weight and then people immediately start asking, Hey, can you help? And I'm like, no, (laughs) because it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, like you just said, like they assume, you know, everything, you know, I just know what I can do. You know, so continue, continue. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It was that. It was like all of a sudden people think I have all these answers to things and like, help me. How do I do this? Da, 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 da. But I was like, I don't know. I'm like, and I wanted to help. I always have this, I've always had this natural instinct to be helpful and like want to help. And like during that time, I was still kind of depressed and not knowing what my purpose was in life. Like, I really have always struggled with that throughout my life. It's like, why am I here? What am I supposed to, what purpose do I serve? And when I had lost the weight, got the Instagram and started getting this following of like, can you help me? I was like, wait, is this like, you know, my purpose? So I actually went and looked up how to get certified. And then I quietly didn't tell anybody that I was getting certified, studied, 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 did all this research, passed the test. And I was so nervous to announce that I was a personal trainer that I'd gotten certified because I was like, who's going to want to train with me? Who's going to want to train with a girl that has a bunch of loose skin? Who's going to want to train with a girl who's still kind of like new to this? Like, who's going to want to work with me? And I really kind of like talked myself out of it and like, you know, really like shrunk myself and like, no, you can't do this. Like, this is not for you. You're not meant for this game. And it wasn't until like, I had met my best friend Yvette, um, that she had said, you know, come be a personal trainer at my gym that I'm starting. I want you to be the first personal trainer that I have. And I want to help you build your clientele. And I want to help you build your career. I want to teach you things. And like, I was like, whoa, you know, like what, like, why me? Like, why would you want me to do this? But she really saw something in me. And it was like, you know, what I had been doing all the work that I had putting in that she was like, come with me and let me do this. And through my certification and then working with her, um, I was able to kind of like pick up clients that I practiced on. I didn't even charge them. I was just like, let me try this on you and see if what I've learned actually helps you. And then if it does, we can talk about like all of that. So I really didn't call myself a trainer until like, you know, I want to say like a year into getting certified because I was like, I'm going to learn all the things that I need to learn. Cause I know this isn't, this is not cookie cutter. This isn't for right. everybody and not right. this, you know, not, not all the same things work. So um, now to be a trainer and a manager of a women's gym is like my dream. Like I never thought that like I would ever be doing something like this. And it's really healed. Oh, that little girl that felt so like pushed out and bullied like it's really given her the space to be like yeah I did that and I showed you guys and you guys were wrong you know and I got you I got you I got you I got you and that's amazing so you go from 290 to 120 pound weight loss to now it's like okay I lost all this weight for what and now you are talking to a trainer and they say and they're saying you need some more protein, you need to hit these weights. And then you say, okay, now I'm going to become a personal trainer to not even knowing, you know, how to start a session, maybe program a workout, whatever, to now managing an all women's gym. Tell us about the all women's gym. How did that come across? 
So I met my friend Yvette through social media. She had an activewear line called Doyen Activewear. And it was this like all-inclusive activewear for women that had all different kinds of diverse women. And it was local in my town. And I like loved her following. I loved her clothes. I loved what she, her energy. I just thought she was a beautiful person. And I remember she had an, a pop-up at this event. And I was like, oh, should I go to that? Like, I'm not a fit girl. Like, you know, I don't know if I should show up to something like that. But um, I went to the, the, the event and I met her for the first time. And this was before she was my friend. I met her and like, we just instantly clicked. There was just something about our, our energy that just like clicked. And she, we, she said she really liked me and she gave me like free leggings and a free shirt. And for the first time ever, like I felt kind of like included in this like fitness community. And I remember going home and like putting on the leggings and the shirt and feeling like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. Like, you know, like I can't believe I got recognized by her. And then a couple months later, she was like, hey, I would really love for you to come and be a model in my, my fitness wear. And I was like, what? Like, you want me? Like, I was just so like, why do you want me? Like I'm very insecure at the time. And so I decided this was like pre-COVID. This was like the beginning of COVID when like the shutdown had happened. And she invited me and I decided I was going to go and um, we did this photo shoot and it was from there that she was like, I want you to be a part of what I'm building. I'm trying to build an all women's gym. You know, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of resources right now, but this is what my vision is. And I really want to do this. And it just really called to me. Like she had this like mission to help women and offer this private space for them and like show women how to properly go about lifting weights and lifting heavy and like approaching health and wellness and fitness the way that it should be and not the way we had learned for so many years which is right. just going cardio mm -hmm. and it was that point in time like that was just day one and I've been here ever since and it evolved from me starting glute camp uh, the lower body fitness hit class to me becoming a trainer like in training you know like training all the clients and members of the gym right. and she asked me to become a manager and so now I'm helping manage the location and we also just um started our own um nonprofit here in Fresno called the Helpful Women Foundation that we're both a co-owners of and it's going to be a nonprofit organization that offers free health and wellness and nutrition services to the um underprivileged and under-resourced women in our community so it's just cool it's just been like just an amazing that's amazing that amazing yeah that is amazing that has happened so, since like, uh give me give us a time frame from your uh, your initial weight loss journey far as your your day one to you becoming the the manager what was that one year two years three years or what was that gosh so I started my journey in 2016 I think I lost the majority of my weight uh, into 2018, because that was like, you know, losing the initial hundred pounds and then gaining more muscle. And then 2018 into 2019, it was kind of, yeah, I want to say just like kind of maintaining for a while and trying to figure out where my purpose was still kind of trying to lose. And then it was going into 2019, 2020 that I met her and we started, you know, collaborating on our thing. So it's, it's been about, oh, yeah, how many years is it? 2022? About six years since I first started my journey. And it's been up and down. You know what I mean? Like at first right. I started my journey and I had a lot of up and downs. And then I finally reached my goal. And then it was like, let me build this muscle. Let me learn more. Let me try and figure out what the right way to approach, you know, fitness and nutrition is. And then when I finally got that under my belt and really started like seeking mentors and, you know, collaborating with people and like Yvette and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then going into Doyen, I really feel like I've just like, I don't, I don't even know how it all happened. If you so ask me about, about six time, years, six years. And it's, yeah. and I wanted to ask that because it brings everything full circle because a lot can change. A lot can change. Um, not even let's say six years, you know, you did 18 months, you know, 
And that was, you know, phase one. And then, you know, phase two was the, you know, personal training. And then, you know, this is, you know, phase three. And now you're going into phase four and, and beyond, but it's just kind of encapsulate your entire, you know, fitness journey from somebody being kicked off of a roller coaster ride to now just running this all women's gym, this nonprofit, you know, helping women and more people lose weight, inspiring the world. And that's just amazing. You know, that's, that's, that's amazing in itself. So I always ask everybody these two questions. What are your favorite muscle groups slash exercises to work on? And what are your least favorite? Favorite, um, favorite definitely has to be, uh, quads and glutes. Cause I love doing, I love a good leg day. Um, I actually love to do glute training. That's one of the things that I specialize in at our gym is I do a lot of, like, I have my own one-on-one barbell hip thrusting class. And then I teach the glute camp at night. Um, but I also love a good shoulder day. Shoulder is like one of my favorite days too, because it's just like the release of that tension and that push is just really, really nice. Um, my least favorite exercise, the one that I do often has to be split squats. I tell my clients that those, those are literally from the devil himself. Like yes, if, yes. if there was a place in hell, there <laughs> would be doing split squats the entire time, probably with heavy dumbbells too at the same time. Yeah. And probably with a little bit of a jump at the end. As yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Um, but yeah, um, I actually got into a really bad car accident about a year ago. So I have not been able to barbell squat, um, you know, the same weight in a really long time. So that's also something that kind of has inhibited my journey now because I'm still kind of, you know, I, the journey never stops. You still want right. to like see yourself evolve. And I've got completely, you know, derailed from my goals over the past year because of that accident. I ended up getting three herniated discs in my back. So it's been a long journey to like relearn my body and but it's also given me this great opportunity to approach fitness differently and I've like learned so much more about spinal yeah. health function mm-hmm. and like core yeah. and like yeah. breathing and those other things right. so I've been able to help my clients in other ways because my injury allowed this opportunity for me to learn new knowledge from my therapists and from other you know right. so it's been kind of you know a blessing in disguise because it's helped me with you know my knowledge to give to my girls right it's just more education because it's like yes what's going on with my body? True story, mm-hmm. even talking about split squats was something that I was just trying to do something different. And I, I was doing split squats on the Smith machine. And, you know, some Smith machines is go straight up and down. And the ones at our gym are at an angle. I was just at a bad angle for me, you know, and mm-hmm. it was that one last rep. I'm like, you know what, you can get one more in. And, that last one. and I pulled something in my hamstring, which then kind of led to some lower back issues, which kind of caused me not being able to, like you said, barbell squat the right type of way, let alone deadlift, running, you know, everything kind of, you know, I had to just baby stuff. I had to, mm-hmm. I had to just baby my back. And just like you're saying, you end up learning more. You're like, okay, like I have to find a way to recover. And then you start understanding a different, I would say, part of your, um, one, your body, then two, even your clientele, because you're, you're surprised that they are dealing with a similar injury, you know, or discomforts and different things like this. So you try out things with each other, you know, Mm -hmm. at the same time. So yeah, I, I get it. And you, like you said, the grind still continues, the grind still continues. What major life lessons did you learn after you lost your weight that you can share with others? to keep showing up and you just never know like what where the next step is going to lead I really believe that you know 
stepping out of your comfort zone and really doing something like major weight loss or like whether it's lifting weights, you're trying to build muscle, whatever it is, like that stepping into that out of your comfort zone is so important because like I said before, it translates to everything else in your life. Like, you know, you build confidence under the bar. You might be confident enough to chase that job opportunity or, you know, go network with that person or, you know, take it, you know, a leap of faith on some something else. But I truly believe that if it wasn't for me stepping into this path on my life, I wouldn't have opened all these other doors. So I always tell my clients, you know, keep showing up for yourself. You never know what self-dedication and showing up for you is going to do for you. And you can't pour from an empty cup. I have a lot of women clients who are moms and wives and they, you know, they always put themselves at the bottom of this to-do list. And I'm like, you are not just some wife and you're not just a mom. You are a woman. You should be thriving in your life when your kids are 18 and gone. Like you deserve to be healthy you deserve to love yourself you deserve to be strong this is all about longevity and like our lifestyle it's not just about let me just lose this 50 100 150 pounds and like you know everything's going to be perfect you're changing these habits and these thoughts and this mindset and this relationship with yourself so keep showing up don't give up and always remember your why are my big pieces of advice always remember your why so Taylor, tell everybody where they can reach you on Instagram, connect with you, website, and your um, your gym, where you're at. I'm mostly on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram, Taylor Winter uh, with two eyes in the winter. Um, you can also follow my gym. It's called Doyen Barbell and Fitness in Fresno, California. Doyen is French for a woman who is most respected. So it's a special kind of gym. We have a different kind of, you know, uh, culture there we it's very uplifting and positive and very much showing women that they can get comfortable under the bar and that there's a there's a special community of women that are here to support you in this journey um and you can also find us on our website doyenbarbellandfitness.com and i have a link tree on my instagram as well where you can train with me follow my spotify accounts for my playlist at the gym and um look at our uh nonprofit as well all righty you heard it miss taylor Raynum. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Success Fitness Podcast. This show is sponsored by my new e-cookbook, What to Meal Prep for Beginners at successfitnessstore.com. It includes three recipes for one high-protein meal under 600 calories, step-by-step written instructions, video tutorials, and a free workout ebook so you can get your copy today at successfitnessstore.com and please share this podcast with your loved one who's looking for inspiration or a new gym in california fresno california and that can help them on their fitness journey you can help me reach more people by just sharing just liking leaving a review on itunes or wherever you are hearing this podcast at please join my facebook group success fitness family the link will be in the description below thank you for listening to the success fitness podcast and until the next episode success fitness is the mindset and remember success is golden hashtag more weight peace out